It's Dr. Audrey Tang here with another season of Retrain Your Brain. It's that podcast that helps you buffer low-level stress. It helps you return to a state of calm. It helps you find more joy in your life so you don't use up so much of your available energy on things that you cannot control. It's not the big choices in life that have the greatest impact, but the little things you choose to do every single day. So start making some choices with me now. Today, I'm going to look at how we can shut the door on imposter syndrome. In 1978, Clance and Imes said that imposter phenomenon, now known as imposter syndrome, is when a person, despite outstanding academic and professional accomplishments, believes they are not bright and thinks that they have fooled everyone who believes otherwise. This feeling, along with an absolute terror of failure, a feeling of guilt surrounding success, in other words, you feel you didn't deserve it, and almost always overestimating others whilst underestimating yourself is pretty much a red flag that you too are experiencing imposter phenomenon. So what causes it? Well, it's a psychological thought pattern where we find it very difficult to accept our achievements and successes. Somewhat counterintuitively, it tends to affect high achievers more, but that could also be because the accumulation of certificates or medals or goals is in fact a symptom of feeling inadequate in some way. For example, you can't argue with qualifications. But unfortunately, this can lead to a vicious cycle where the individual, as if in a hamster wheel, simply keeps working to achieve more and more and more without feeling the actual satisfaction, pride or success in what they've done. Worse still, should they make a mistake, which could happen through no fault of their own, this can consume them with anxiety or defensiveness or depression and they struggle to grow beyond this negative spiral. So what causes imposter phenomenon? Well, it can be a conditioned response. For example, a focus on achievements that parents or caregivers may have. And this isn't necessarily done for malicious or Machiavellian reasons, but perhaps parents and caregivers valued achievements. If you were always told you're so smart or received the greatest praise when you achieved something, it follows that you then seek the same sense of reward through more achievements, even if that particular strategy or learning is no longer relevant. It's also important to note that bringing up this role of social learning and reinforcement from parents or caregivers is not to apportion blame, but simply to emphasise if we've learned something once, we can actually unlearn it too. Now, the funny thing is, Imposter syndrome, whilst not necessarily something that was brought on by the pandemic, as with many cracks, can certainly be something that has been revealed by it. It also is worth remembering that sometimes during the last 18 months, if we've had to learn new technology or we've had to do new things, there's been quite a learning curve. And for those with imposter phenomenon, that can become another example of how we can be better than or worse than others. It's also worth remembering that the areas in which imposter phenomenon may be exacerbated are those in which we have debates and 
there's been a wide range of interpretations of reports on the vaccines or social distancing or many other confusing aspects that the science has thrown up. We read, we assimilate knowledge and we might form opinions, but depending on what you read and how often you come into conflict with others, this can just exacerbate any feelings of inferiority that you already have. The reality is, even scientists don't fully agree sometimes. So what can we actually do about it? Well, one tip here is to focus on self-compassion rather than self-esteem. So try this. Reassure yourself through self-compassion rather than self-esteem statements. So when things don't go your way, or you might have said something that you regret, try thinking to yourself, well, I am proud of doing this element because I worked hard on it, or I contributed, or I pushed my boundaries, or that was okay. Instead of thinking, well, I still did whatever it was better than everybody else. Or just simply knowing, I'm sad I lost my temper but I do realise what triggered me and I can watch of that in future, rather than, I'm sad I lost my temper, but so-and-so provoked me. There is a very subtle difference, but self-compassion focuses on you and your response, and it's very empowering. Self-esteem, yes, it focuses on praise and acceptance, but this is always in the context of comparison with others. You will find that self-compassion will serve you when self-esteem has gone. Even more effective than the last two statements is telling yourself, you know what, I feel bad for really sucking at that. And this feeling of feeling bad sucks too. It's okay to feel bad. And actually, it's something that people who've grown up as high achievers have not always been allowed to feel. And if you are somebody whose focus has always been pick yourself up and keep going, it's important to recognise that it's also okay and essential sometimes that you can stop and sit and feel thoroughly awful for a moment when you're winded. And in doing so, you're less likely to do yourself more injury, whether it be physical or psychological. The worst part when it comes to our dealing with imposter phenomenon is that if we are constantly telling ourselves, get over it, that is very likely to be the message that we will be telling our loved ones. So here's some more tips on how you can overcome imposter phenomenon if you're feeling like a fraud. Recognise that you are actually affected by it. It's a thought pattern. And also recognise that you can choose to think differently. If it helps, you may wish to reflect on the consequences of the actions that imposter phenomenon has been driving you to do. So for example, if you're only focusing on the next win and the next fix, ask yourself, is this really a positive thing you want to be doing? Do you not instead wish to just sit for a minute and catch your breath if nothing else? So try this. Reflect on what thoughts of insecurity drive you to do. Explore some of the consequences of such actions that you may have taken in the past and decide whether they really serve you or not. And then try to choose a different response. Anything at all, in fact, that's different next time you recognise those thoughts. Another tip is to manage your anxiety at other people's perceived success. And the quickest way there is to come off social media. But if you choose to remain online, Try to reframe the anxiety you feel with gratitude. Say to yourself, 
I'm really grateful I got to see so-and-so's happiness. And then use that feeling of gratitude to inspire you to move towards your goal. And importantly, recognize and appreciate praise when you receive it. Screenshot or photograph the times when you've done well. For example, when clients have thanked you or the product or something that you know you've taken a part in. It reminds you, first of all, to hold that moment a little while longer before rushing into the next. And also subconsciously, you remind yourself, you know what, I'm doing okay. But if you do just simply shrug it off with, oh, it's nothing, it was everyone else. Think of it in this way. People want to give you praise. And rejecting it, as imposter phenomenon can drive you to do, can feel to others like the rejection of a gift that they prepared nicely for you. Don't forget that gratitude does not come by quite so easily as complaints do. So even if you can't quite hold the praise yet, simply practice saying, thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. Finally, you don't always have to be kind to yourself because actually sometimes you do need a little bit of discipline. So make your inner critic work for you and listen to it when you actually need it. So while you may need that discipline to help you on a new exercise regime or a weight loss plan, that's great. That's where the inner voice can come in and say, right, do you really need that extra glass of wine? But if you recognise that inner critic is going on about things that perhaps you can't control, or maybe it's going on about things that you can, then if you can control it, go and do it. And if you can't, go back to the first exercise I gave you, and that is reflect on the consequences of choosing to indulge that inner voice. The feelings and thoughts associated with imposter phenomenon are things which at some point we were taught. And the behaviours are simply a consequence of that learning. If we change the learning, we will in turn change our behaviours. And that's all we have time for today. But to catch up with more of my tools and tips, do follow me on my YouTube channel, which is Dr. Audrey Tang, Tools to Thrive. Check out my website, www.draudreyt.com or join me in the Wellbeing Lounge on NLive Radio, Tuesday nights at 9pm.